Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Headlines. I'm your host, Mia Borselli. I'm very excited to be here today. We are in a new studio. I really like it in here. We have this beautiful artwork to look at. We are going to have some images to show you guys today. And I just really like this nice talk show vibe we have here. I'm chilling. I love it. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. I'm going to start by going through this week's biggest headlines. I'm going to give you the big story of the week, which is the new book, Finding Freedom, that came out that divulges the lives of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's relationship. And then I will finish with this week's segment of COVID stories. So to get started, we are going to start with number one, Vinny. That is, of course, Ellen DeGeneres. Every week, everyone wants to know what's going on with that. So this week, not much has changed, but we did finally hear from Stephen Boss, who is Twitch. If you know him, he has been Ellen DeGeneres' DJ since 2014. He is great for the show. Uh, he's always been on it. He's kind of my favorite part. He always does their little dance segments that they do. Um, he finally spoke out about it and said, we can't speak too much legally about it, but I'll say this, there's been love. So he is basically defending Ellen. He's saying that from him, there's been love. He did admit that there has been issues that need to be addressed, but there's been love and there will be continuing to be love. So he is supportive of Ellen. Um, I think it's kind of interesting, though, that the only people who have really spoken out on Ellen's behalf have been either her family, her like best friends, or A-list celebrities. So really... I don't know how good they could really defend her. Of course, she's going to have friends, and of course, she's going to have A-list celebrities that she's nice to when they come on the show. But I think what really shows your true colors is how you treat your employees, how you treat you know, the people that aren't A-list celebrities. I've heard a lot of other people who aren't as famous that came on their show and have a different story to tell than these people. So it's not looking very good for Ellen at the moment. Next, we have number two. That's Kelly Ripa. So I love Kelly Ripa. I think she's so funny. So this week she shut down haters on Twitter who basically were telling her that she needs to um, pick up on her, her uh, personal grooming. So <laughs> now that everyone has to film from home, of course she's doing her own hair, her own makeup, her own wardrobe. So that can't be easy. I mean, going from being on live TV for 15 years, having someone professionally get you ready every day, and then having to do your own stuff. I mean, it's not that easy. This is a promo that they did where they're like brushing their teeth in the morning and getting ready for the show, which is really funny, but that's kind of where the mean comment came from. The person said, if I have to get dressed every morning for work and do Zoom meetings, why can't they? And she said, I'll bring it up in the next meeting. And she also broke up to someone who called them shiny. <laughs> she said certain things don't matter anymore and appearance is one of them and I do have to agree I just feel like it's um, a difficult time for everyone it's definitely a difficult time to be doing live TV from your home and I think that people just need to give people a break I don't think this is really the time to be caring that much about appearance because I don't know about 
anyone else, but I don't think my appearance has been its best through this whole cor coronavirus. I mean, we can't get our hair done, we can't go and, you know, get our eyebrows done, buy new clothes, all of these things are put on hold. So I say to the haters, I agree with Kelly Ripa, and you should just, you know, give people a break right now. <laughs> Next, we have no picture for this one because it is too crazy. It is the WAP video. So this week, Cardi B's new song, the video came out. I think the song had already came out, but now the video is out featuring Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, it is a pretty crazy, racy video of them kind of just doing their thing in this big house. The song is pretty insane, but it is receiving a lot of people that are upset because of Kylie Jenner being in the video. So there are a lot of rappers that pop up in various parts of the video, but what is making people really upset is this 20-second cameo that Kylie Jenner does. Um, I had to kind of figure out why people were so upset about this. I guess it's believed that it should have been a celebration of black artists since Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion are both black. They wanted it to be more of a celebration of black women in the music industry. People were also upset that Kylie Jenner got the most time on her cameo out of all the five other rapper women who were in the video. Um, I do kind of understand that because Kylie Jenner is, not only is she not black, but she's not a, in the music industry. She's not a singer. She's not a dancer. She's not an entertainer. Um, it's pretty clear that she was probably put in the video because, of course, it's going to be good for ratings. It's for this exactly, Kylie Jenner is starting, you know, a media frenzy because of her being in this video. So it kind of makes sense why they added her. Of course, it's that shock value. Um, Cardi B did defend Kylie. She wrote in a post, I think, on Instagram. She thanks every woman who was in her video and says that she wanted influential and powerful women of every background to be in her video. So that was her kind of coming to Kylie's defense. But it is pretty crazy. Over 60,000 people signed the petition to remove Kylie from the video. But I don't think that's going to be happening anytime soon. I'm pretty sure they're going to leave her. Okay, so next we have Addison Rae. Addison Rae this week was named the highest earning TikTok star. She made $5 million in one year on TikTok. So if you're not that familiar with TikTok, which I'm sure you are, it is quick 20-second videos that people will post. You could be dancing. You could be – there's trends that go around that everyone does. I really don't know what it is Addison Rae does. She does like a maybe 10-second dance, and now she's a millionaire. So that's pretty insane. Um, she started making videos only a year ago, last summer. And she was a student at LSU. She was a broadcasting major. And now one year later, she's a millionaire. By December of this year, she was getting paid as a TikTok creator and moved to L.A. So since then, she is now a spokesperson for American Eagle. She's friends with Kourtney Kardashian and is currently making her own makeup line. So I don't know, but I guess I mean... If you dream it, you could be it. If you want to be on TikTok, go for your dreams, because apparently you can make it. There was a couple other TikTok stars that have made in the millions. I don't remember their names, but we have a couple people making millions of dollars a year by making 20-second videos, which is honestly crazy. 
Next we have number five, that's Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell this week had just announced that he was going to be going back to, um, uh, what's the show called? America's Got Talent. So now he's on America's Got Talent. They had just announced that they were going to be doing the show this year. Even during the pandemic, they were going to do it from home and figure it out. Literally hours later, Simon Cowell was on this electric bike you see here. That's kind of his thing. I read that he loves riding electric bikes. And he got a new one, didn't read the manual, and broke his back in five places. Um, he apparently was like one centimeter away from being paralyzed which is pretty insane. So he did need a lot of recovery time, but they say he's gonna make a full recovery. He is probably in the hospital right now, but I think he did already say that he will be back for America's Got Talent. I guess since you don't need to go in the studio now, he could still do it from home. So the show is still on. So that's good for all of us America's Got Talent fans. Next we have Rachel Ray, that's number six. She escaped in a fire in her home this week. This is a picture of her house. Um, she was in upstate New York with her husband and the fire is still unknown what happened, but the fire started. She was able to get out with her husband and their dog. Uh, she's been filming that show from her house for the past couple of months during this pandemic. Uh, that's number, the next one, Vinny. The, is that number seven? Yeah, that's her kitchen, and she is, I don't know, I'm sure that she has other kitchens that she could film from. I'm sure that her studio is going to buy her a new kitchen, but as of now, that show is probably on hold due to her house burning down from unknown causes, which is a little sketchy. Next, this is a pretty crazy breaking news story. just came out today. We have Drake Bell. Um, Drake Bell's ex-girlfriend, Melissa Lingafelt made a TikTok just yesterday claiming that Drake Bell emotionally and physically abused her back in 2006. So 2006 was when Drake Bell was, you know, up and coming. He had Drake and Josh. I know a lot of us millennials love that show. So it really hurts when you find out this kind of thing. This was back in 2006. Uh, this girl was 16 years old and claimed that she lived with Drake Bell. She was homeschooled, so she moved in with him. And she said about a year into the relationship, he started being very um, verbally abusive, and then it turned into physical abuse. She claims that he dragged her down the stairs, that basically just a lot of really bad stuff about, against him. She also claims that Drake Bell has had sex with many underage girls, and that these stories are going to start coming out in the next week. I mean, this is kind of just unfolding today, so we're definitely going to be hearing more about it. This girl's claiming that she already has women messaging her on her TikTok videos saying that they are also victims of Drake Bell's abuse. Uh, he was very popular in 2006, so I can only assume what is going to happen in the next couple of months with that. Um, she decided to come out because she realized recently that abuse isn't something that all women have to go through. The girl that did this, Melissa Lingafelt, she wants other victims of Drake Bell to come out and give their story. And she wants to do this by giving strength to talk about abuse for other girls. 
Um, I think this is definitely something that is prevalent in this world right now, especially with celebrities. We keep hearing about these things. And I really don't think that she had much to gain by giving this story, you know, more than 10 years after it happened. I do believe that it's most likely true. I mean, she really doesn't have much to gain by going after Drake Bell. He's not really in the spotlight anymore. I've heard before that he's gone bankrupt, so I don't think there's money there in the game. But Drake Bell did react to her statement, and he has quoted, I don't know if today's behavior is some kind of misguided request for money or attention, but he is reviewing his legal options. He also did say that she has asked him for money before, which we don't know if that's true. But I do think that time will tell, and I think that stories are going to start unfolding this week. So definitely tune in next week. I'm almost positive there are going to be more victims coming out to talk about this. So that is our week's greatest headlines. But now I have to get into the big story of the week, which is finding freedom. Finding Freedom, oh, you got it, perfect. So that is a book that literally just came out August 11th. It is a book that kind of details the lives of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, kind of their crazy relationship and their rocky journey as royals. It was written by Omid Scobie and Carolyn Durand. They are royal reporters, so they have a lot of insight with the royals they interviewed a lot of people for the information. So they do want it to be known that this book is supposed to humanize them and let people get a deeper understanding of who Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are. But this book was not written for them, meaning that it wasn't written. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry didn't pay for this book to come out. It's not supposed to make them look good. It was written by these people that wanted to kind of divulge their secrets a little bit. So some of it is um, interviews, but Meghan Markle and Harry were not interviewed. It is over 100 sources that contributed to writing this book from their inner circle. Um, I know that we all know that Harry and Meghan stepped back from royal duties in January and moved to L.A. They just bought a house in Montecito, and... Yeah, so this book really has over like 28 news stories that people have never heard about them. Some of the craziest stories that I saw that were written in this book was Pippa Middleton, who is Kate Middleton's sister, uh, didn't want to invite them to the wedding because she didn't want a media frenzy and a spectacle because of how large they are in the public eye and how they really attract a big audience wherever they go. She didn't really want them to be part of the audience. I have a feeling it probably has to do with this story, which is another story, that um, Princess Eugenie was at her own wedding in 2018 that Meghan Markle attended, and she decided to kind of use that time to announce her pregnancy at another woman's wedding, which I definitely understand is... Um, not a smart thing to do. I mean, I feel like I don't know why, but I have never really liked Meghan Markle. I just think that's something as a woman that we know not to do. You don't announce your pregnancy at another woman's wedding, especially if you're famous and that the whole world cares about what you do. I mean, that's just taking away the spotlight. So not good. Um, 
Other than that, what is the craziest thing in here? There's a lot of revelations that came out. One was that Megan was married for two years, but it didn't work out because um, she wanted to be more independent. Uh, Harry has a secret Instagram account all about Dead Mouse, which I thought is pretty crazy. <laughs> so definitely rent this book. I definitely am going to be reading Finding Freedom. I definitely want to know more about this whole situation. All right, so lastly, we have this week's COVID stories. We have, I guess that's number nine. And oh, so we have Stevie Nicks speaking out on behalf of coronavirus. She is begging fans to wear a mask. She says that she will never sing again if she contracts coronavirus. Uh, she thinks that's due to her age. She's about 72 years old. She has already vocal problems, and she said that if she gets coronavirus, she probably will never get off of a ventilator and will never sing again, which would be absolutely horrible because I love Stevie Nicks. Um, she talks a little bit in her post about the after effects of the virus. Some of the things she talked about was micro blood clots in the organs, neurological problems, and a cough that keeps coming back. So these are all symptoms that last with coronavirus that will never go away. So she wants people to really start wearing a mask so that they can, um, you know, help everyone in the world, not just themselves, but help all, all these other people, people that are older. Uh, she also made a really good point that saying if we don't start wearing masks, who knows when concerts will happen again. And that's a good point to me because I would love to hear Stevie Nicks in concert one day before she retires. I would love to go back to live music. And these are things that we will not do if people don't wear their masks. Um, and she also wants to have people stop wearing them as a political statement. A lot of people do that and are trying to make a point when it's really just about being a good person and helping not just yourself, but your neighbor, your people that you care about and just trying to wear your mask, wear your mask. She did write one thing that was kind of scary. She talked about how she was on the show American Horror Story and how she thought the show was very scary, but she thinks that this whole COVID thing is even scarier. Um, she quoted, call it Armageddon, call it a pandemic, call it the apocalypse. This is a real American Horror Story. It is not a mini series, it's a tragedy. So other than Stevie Nicks talking about this, we had Jennifer Aniston, Patrick Dempsey, Charlize Theron, and Kerry Washington all posting this week about people wearing masks. So it is really important. It's an easy thing you could do to not just save yourself, but save others. So wear your masks, listen to your celebrities. And that is all my stories for this week. I really blew through them fast. So thank you all for watching. If you did enjoy this show, please tune back every Thursday at 1130 to hear more. Um, and we will be back next week to give you the newest headlines. Thank you.